from the San Diego Convention Center in San Diego, California, this is the ASN Kidney Week 2018 podcast, a discussion of the latest scientific and clinical advances presented at this year's meeting. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us for a review of the second day of Kidney Week. My name is Benjamin Humphreys, and I'm the chair of the Kidney Week Program Committee. I'm joined this evening by three of my colleagues who are excited to tell you about their experiences thus far at the meeting. Why don't you all introduce yourselves and tell us where you are from? I'm Nancy Adams. I'm Professor Emeritus at the University of Connecticut in Farmington, Connecticut. I'm Lauren Stern. I'm an assistant professor at Boston University School of Medicine. And I'm Matt Sparks. I'm an assistant professor from Duke University in Durham, North Carolina. Terrific. Well, thank you all again for being a part of this. And we are now almost midway through the meeting. It's been an incredible start. And I'm really curious to get your reactions of the second day of the meeting. Well, I was absolutely blown away by the plenary session. So much good science being shared and just really impressive. I had a really, really wonderful experience this afternoon. As somebody who's kind of a newbie in the policy space, um, I had the opportunity to sit down with CMS for a roundtable discussion where they were really wanting to pick the brains of nephrologists in practice to see how they could better improve quality of care for patients. And it was really great to be able to have that opportunity for a one-on-one discussion. Well, that's really interesting. What kinds of themes came out or suggestions? Um, so I think the, pre- the most prevalent theme was how can we get more people on home therapies um, in terms of dialysis. And one thing that um, I feel very passionate about is perhaps securing funding for assisted peritoneal dialysis, especially for geriatric patients. Um, I think that this could really make a big difference in their lives. And when you think about it also from a cost containment perspective, especially when you have someone who's going to in-center hemodialysis via ambulance, the ability to keep them in the home in a setting that may be safer, especially if they're frail or debilitated, um, I think that could really also be tremendous cost savings. Well, and the idea of expanding the pool of a potential PD candidates is certainly an exciting one since it leads to a much better quality of life for most folks. Absolutely. And another issue that we touched on was also um, how to get more patients transplanted and some of the ideas that came up which are also done in Europe like uh, as opposed to potential organ donors opting into organ donation when you go to the DMV perhaps we should utilize an opt-out system so I thought that was an interesting um, thing. It's always nice to hear that CMS is coming to the folks who are directly providing care to get ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it really gives you a good perspective to know that you can influence policy as a nephrologist, whether you're a clinician, an educator, a scientist, um, and it really, I think, meant a lot to have the opportunity to sit down with CMS. It's terrific. That's terrific, Lauren. I want to get back ultimately to the plenary, but I went to a new session today, which was late-breaking policy-related issues, and I thought that that was particularly important in the context of what you were talking about, meeting with CMS. So it's called Developments in Kidney Innovation and Care. One of the 
issues that does pertain to CMS was a segment of the session reviewing the potential changes that have been proposed for billing outpatient evaluation and management codes. And the best we can hope for is that the whole thing is deferred for a year or more because it will make our ongoing care of patients and our ability to delay the start of dialysis in our complex population much more difficult. Um, other aspects of that session included further discussion about the Kidney X Prize, representing a collaboration between ASN and the Office of Technology CTO in Health and Human Services. They are really looking to generate some interesting ideas and people not typically in the nephrology space. If you're a marine biologist or an oceanographer, say, in filtering seawater, maybe you have some ideas that would be useful ultimately for the Kidney X Prize. The Kidney X Prize is very exciting and to see the government taking an active interest and investment yes. into new dialysis technologies is really important for our field. It really is and they, are, they articulated the goal of in the initial rounds casting a broad net and I got the sense they're hoping that will bring diverse groups together to begin talking that never would have run into yeah. each other otherwise. Matt, I want to come back to the plenary session this morning where Dr. Regev talked about the human cell atlas. That made an impression on me too. Tell me more about what your reaction was. Yeah, it, it was really an incredible talk. Um, probably right up there in the top five I've ever seen at ASN since I've been going. Um, she started the talk off very general, talking about how many cells are in the human body. I think she quoted it was uh, 37 trillion cells. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> just unbelievable. Um, and there's just a, a renewed interest now with new technologies, particularly single cell RNA-seq, to be able to identify cell lineages that we had never even known even existed. And she sort of uh, went on three stories, which all were basically just groundbreaking. Uh, the first was a story about the trachea and identifying a cell type that never been known about before that might have implications in cystic fibrosis. That enough would have been just a wow moment. And then she decided to go into the GI tract and did the same thing there. And the last, which I think was actually one of the most impressive, is sort of took melanoma cells and found a signature that predicted whether or not the cancer would be responsive to immune therapy and then took that same signature and applied it to multiple different cancer types and found that um, it really did sort of predict what their response to immune therapy. So, I mean, my main thought was, wow, these sort of technologies were going to be able to apply to kidney disease and really, and we are already doing that. So that was just, uh, I think that why the plenary session, I love, I love them so much is because you get to hear about things happening in other disciplines that maybe you didn't know about. That's right. I had the same exact reaction and the clinical relevance of these 
very fancy single cell technologies was impressive. And what struck me in the poster session this morning is that actually a number of kidney scientific laboratories are doing exactly the kinds of work that she's describing. And so this transformative technology is actually being used to examine kidney health and diseased kidneys right now too, which is, which is really exciting. Lauren, now you are on the Public Policy and Advocacy Committee. Mm -hmm. Have there been any activities uh, related to that at ASN for you so far? Um, so yesterday, actually, I went to the Blags lecture. Um, so I know we're focusing on today, but I just thought there was something so interesting that Dr. Trivedi presented, um, and his research is probably the first study out there to show that the Affordable Care Act has had an impact on mortality in patients who have end-stage renal disease. So he compared um, incident dialysis patients in states that had expanded Medicaid versus those that hadn't expanded Medicaid and actually found that after a year the mortality rate had declined in, in incident patients in states with expanded Medicaid. And I really thought that this spoke volumes because, especially in the current political climate, there's so much controversy over whether the Affordable Care Act is something, you know, question, can we truly afford and is it bringing outcomes that are desirable? So I thought that was really exciting to hear about. Yes, and another aspect of that study is that they found the biggest effect, the biggest reduction in mortality in the younger group of patients mm -hmm. and in African-American patients who needed to start dialysis. So the implications in terms of longevity, reduced mortality, and disparities were there. Very exciting study, and I believe the publication in JAMA was yesterday. Timely. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was really exciting to be there, you know, for this late-breaking information. Really interesting. Nancy, what else have you uh, noticed over the course of the meeting and today? Well, the meetings certainly get bigger. <laughs> I think also there's a broadening of things that are occurring during Kidney Week and of what sessions are occurring. For example, there's been late-breaking clinical trial sessions for a number of years, which people really like. And so that's worked well. And now starting the late-breaking policy and innovation sessions. On Saturday, uh, the professional development group is having a professional development session, uh, which is a great idea and builds off the professional development one-day course that used to be held and had lots of speakers and not a lot of attendees. So maybe a two-hour session in Kidney Week is a really cost-effective way to disseminate this. It really is, and I, I, I like the concept of expanding the, this late-breaking aspect yes. beyond simply clinical trials, which you're right, of course, is the most popular scientific session, but into these other areas that we're all interested in. Yes, yes. Matt, you are on the Media and Communications Committee. I wonder if you could give us any thoughts about, well, media and communications, <laughs> whether social media or otherwise, and also the young folks here and, and uh, your perspective of how they might be enjoying the meeting. Yes, I am on the Media and Communications Committee. I'm very proud to say that this is the newest committee that we have. 
think we're currently in our third or fourth year. And there's a lot of exciting activity. I'll highlight a few things. First, the camaraderie that we see from individuals that have connected via Twitter is just really amazing. And to see so many people um, interact that aren't from the same training programs for fellows and residents and and to build these networks, I think it's going to happen earlier and earlier in people's careers. And I think that's going to really pay huge dividends for our field. One of the really exciting things that we're starting this year is ASN communities-led poster tours. And this is sort of an idea that we uh, discussed at our in-person meeting. And yesterday, Roger Rodby and Edgar Lerma went on a tour of clinical medicine uh, uh, posters. Uh, today, I did a poster tour on basic science with Jenny Lin and Ina Scheisel, and that was really cool. But what really happened on the, the tour is that all of us got together and had great discussions, and I think we all formed two or three new collaborations just on that mm -hmm. tour. And I, I was not expecting that. And that um, came out of the, an idea from the ASN communities, is that is That's that correct, right? yeah. So, and there's many others. I don't have the list in front of me, but they happen throughout the entire week. Onco-nephrology, there's some on diversity, there's some clinical basic science, there's several more basic science. So I think it, it really worked out well, and, and as ASN communities is sort of, we're growing into understanding how we're going to use it, this offers a way to interact outside signing on the website. So that, that's another way um, that we're really trying to use the ASN communities to bring people together. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to personally say that I was really excited to meet Matt as well as, um, <laughs> you know, to sit here with all of you. Um, but, you know, Matt, you're like a celebrity to me. So this was, this <laughs> well, was very you. exciting. I, I, me too. Me yeah. too. I sometimes have to yeah. pinch myself. I, I definitely don't deserve to have any credit. I think it... It's our community. This is a reflection of just why it's awesome to be a nephrologist. And coming to Kidney Week is just like a celebration of that, uh, the interconnectedness. And also, patients are on social media, and we're interacting with them. We're listening to them. And so I think it's a great opportunity. And I feel like I you know, know many people are, you know, are on Twitter. Like I know them very well, and it's, uh, it's great. Speaking of patients, um, one of the sessions, both the mention about key kidney health initiative that was this morning, but in the late breaking innovation session, uh, there was a further discussion of the key roadmap for renal replacement therapy today. One of the things that is so important about key is the role of patients and families. And this has been emphasized over and over in different sessions that I've been to, the oxaluria patients um, the, and their families uh, today, the renal replacement therapy group. And it is a way for this organization which primarily is serving the professional in the field to engage with the people who benefit ultimately from the work we do. And there is an increasing recognition, I think, would you agree, of the patient voice and patient engagement in all of these kinds of endeavors? Yes, yes. And I think there is even uh, some patient led sessions and, and lectures at this Kidney Week. Yeah, I think it's um, later today. 
Actually, um, I saw a number of, of people that I've gone to Kidney Community Advocacy Day, and they're going to speak about their experiences, you know, living on dialysis and and also with transplantation. And I think that there's no better no better way to be informed as a clinician than to hear it straight from the patient and their experiences. So I think that's great. Yeah. What other thoughts on the day do you all have? I was going to bring up uh, a session that's currently going on, but I caught the first few talks and it's an interesting title. Um, Don't you forget about me, primary care for the nephrologist. <laughs> and I think that there was, uh, it's packed with a lot of talks that often get missed in fellow curriculum. And the first talk was from Sylvie Shaw and it was about sexual dysfunction and CKD and pregnancy. And I think that I really think these topics we should emphasize more often because they really get at the heart of patient care about what, what it's like to be a patient with kidney disease and the struggles they have and oftentimes uh, we, we don't really go there and talk about these things. Yes. Going beyond PTH <laughs> right. yes. management and yes. QT mm -hmm. over. Other yeah. topics were about immunizations, um, which is, I think, very important as well. Cancer screening and one about, and this is extremely important, pain control, narcotic use, and abuse in dialysis uh, units. And um, so I think that, you know, I really commend the uh, program committee for really thinking about all the different aspects. And I think that's what's so fun about Kidney Week. But if you, we could actually go to all these sessions, how, how amazing it would yes. be. <laughs> that perhaps is the biggest problem with kin Kidney Week is there are too many choices. Right. <laughs> Even coming to this podcast, maybe yes. we had to miss yes. something. Yes. But we can catch up on Twitter later we tonight. We can. We can. Yeah. Or on demand. And on or demand. Kidney later Week on demand. Later. That's exactly right. Um, I have to say, one of the sessions I'm excited about, um, I think, is at 4:30. It's um, it's called like the 5 p.m. consult. Yes. Um, and you know, it's no, no matter how often you see patients with like a suspected thrombotic microangiopathy or RPGN or the pregnant patient with acute kidney injury. Um, I don't know, I think these are the things that gives our hearts a flutter. And so I just always like to sit through sessions like that. Yes. Well, looking ahead towards tomorrow, Nancy Day Adams, I want to <laughs> congratulate you on being the recipient of the Narens Award this Thank year. Thank you. Are you looking forward to the podium time? Uh, I, yes, that's what made me late. For the two o'clock session, I was finalizing remarks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're very happy for you, and it's you. A, uh, you're most deserving, Thank and you. Uh, uh, it's just terrific. Any final thoughts? Well, it's not over yet. No. <laughs> it's just getting yeah. started, I feel like, so. Uh, this is a great meeting so far and looking forward to seeing what has in store. Even the day's not over. The last thing of the day that I have to at least give one shout out to is the education section. Yes. Which is by far my favorite, favorite, favorite thing about Kidney Week. So. And the quality of the abstracts submitted and the presentations is just getting better and better. It and really better. is. And I can say, having been on the program committee several times in the last two years, the you're absolutely right. The number of educational abstracts and presentations that are submitted and the, their quality has increased remarkably. And I think that's really going to go far 
to recruiting the next generation of nephrologists because it's exciting to be in um, a field where innovation within education itself is valued. So yes. I totally agree. Yes. Well, Nancy Day Adams, uh, Lauren Stern, and Matt Sparks, thank you so much for participating in this podcast. Nancy, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning mm -hmm. and interacting more both uh, on the floor and perhaps in social media and in other venues. So thank you again. You have been listening to the ASN Kidney Week 2018 podcast. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology. Thank you.